Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Thank God NFL football's here. We'll start there. Good Thursday night game. I like the Bills there against the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams will hang over from last year. We shall see. I know the champion usually wins that first game with a year deal. The NFL there for real there on Sunday at 1 o'clock. We look forward to that. The Monday night game, Denver goes to Seattle. Russell Wilson back to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, the Thursday night videos, Amazon, uh, and that's one I will pay for, unlike the baseball and the Yankees and Apple and all that. Not that I have to necessarily pay for that, but the Amazon uh, programming with the football with Herb Street now will begin the following Thursday in Kansas City with the Chargers. The Sunday night game is Tampa at Dallas with Tariko making his full-time debut with Collinsworth there on Sunday night. Uh, obviously, um, well, Thursday night first and then Sunday night because they do two games this week, so you know that. Buck and Aikman will, uh, you know, they took the money and, you know, I'm not saying they're wrong. They took a fortune. They get lousier games. There's no other way around it. And that starts with Denver-Seattle, which is a bad game on Monday night. Now, you can tell me that no game is bad on the opening week, but it's, you know, who the hell wants to sit there and watch Geno, uh, Geno Smith play? I mean, and his start uh, for the Hawks against Russell Wilson. Uh, so the Monday night crew is settled there. Uh, and away we go now as far as uh, now. And then, of course, the number one team for Fox with Burkhart and Greg Olson as Olson keeps the seat warm for Brady uh, as uh, Tom decides, patches it up with the misses and uh, this, you know, plays a year of football and then joins us as far as as far as far the NFL is concerned. I'm just reacting to what I read. Um, the uh, Boy, I hate to be a star quarterback reading page six and I don't get along with my lovely wife because she didn't want me to play and I do want to play. Anyway, I looked at the quick vigs and the quick numbers. I'll do that and then I'll get to the college and do a couple of other things. Uh, Arizona's eight and a half. Atlanta's four and a half. Why go Falcons? I have no idea. Ravens are 10, a bad vig. Bills are 12. That's high for them. The highest number on the board. This is, by the way, fresh from the fat man uh, who is out in Vegas as we speak at South Point. Carolina, six and a half. Uh, bad Vic for Mayfield. Bears are at six. The under's bad. Since he's at nine and a half, uh, the Bengals don't get the 10 on the board. Cleveland's eight. Uh, with uh, even money at the under. Dallas is 10, by the way, plus 120. Denver's 10 at plus 110. I like the Broncos. Detroit's at 7 at minus 105 for the over. Houston stinks. Why go there? Four and a half if you wish. Indianapolis is 10, minus 115. Green Bay's 11. Jacksonville is 6.5, minus 120. The Chiefs are 11. They're a plus on the board with the over. Raiders are 9. Chargers way too high. 10.5, Brandon Staley. Rams are 10.5. Uh, the under is minus 105. Dolphins are nine with Tua. Vikings, a lot of people think they might be sneaky good. Easy schedule, nine and a half for Minnesota, minus 120. New England doesn't get the 500 on the board in South Point, at, at, at South Point, eight and a half for the Pats. Saints are eight and a half. King loves them later with him. Giants are seven. The Jets are six. Both are pluses. 120 Giants. Jets are plus one in 25. Philly is at uh, 10. That's high for Jalen Hurts as far as I'm concerned. Steelers are very low. I could make a run at them. Seven and a half for Pittsburgh. The over is minus 115. Trey Lance is at 10 for San Francisco. Why bother with Seattle? But if you wish, they're five and a half. Tampa, I love the under. I don't love it as much at this number, 11, as I did at 11 and a half. And the VIG isn't good, minus 135. Commodores are seven and a half. And Tennessee, I like Tennessee, but I would have preferred at nine and a half. 
Sports at 9 at minus 125. We'll have more on that a little later on. The football, we look forward to it. Thursday night can't come quick enough. NFL, was it 259 games? I don't know how many there are. Uh, you know, I won't be Joe Benigno and watch every single one of them, but uh, I'll be out there and I'll get on top of it as we, where we go. I was in and out of college football this week. The fat guy in Rapid, the dope, wanted me to bet Bo Nix, which is never a small thing to do. He was awful. 49-3 for Georgia. They were impressive. Alabama, of course, is going to blow out the Utah States of the world. You know, for Lou, for Nick Saban, who I know the way he thinks is guy, one thing about Nick, when he coached in the NFL, there were no Utah States and Kent States on the calendar. And so he Bellers, Utah State, they play at Texas this week. Notre Dame never should have been ranked fifth. Oregon never should have been ranked 11th. Notre Dame was competitive, but their offense stinks. Not good enough. Uh, and, you know, 21-10, the quarterback's not good. They only got one guy on offense who's any good. And then the crazy game with Florida State and LSU. Make you pull your hair out if you bet it. Either way, you bet the over, it was nuts. You, I mean, it was just a crazy game uh, with the miss extra point costing you the over. Sort of like Colgate and Stanford. The over there was 51 and a half and the final was 41-10. Stanford missed an extra point in the minute left. So that, that was all you need to know there. The uh, college expansion can't, can't come quick enough for me uh, based on the idea of having 12 teams in there, uh, get every conference in the mix. They realize that they got to give the ACC and they have to give the Pac-12. They got to give the Power of Five something to root for, something to follow all year long, Big 12. Then, of course, they add the six at-larges. Four teams will get, uh, you know, will get a bye. And then, of course, the home fields for uh, those other teams, five, six, seven, and eight, and then they organize the bowls. Sounds like uh, it's a doable scenario. like to have it earlier rather than later, but uh, that was a no-brainer. They can't have a two-sport league. They are two-conference league, so the ACC still has a chance because they get, you know, they get a uh, was it six automatics, so the power of fives with SEC, uh, well, the, the big power of five and then the other one, so you got the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC, the Pac-12, and then you throw in the, uh, you know, the sort of the BYUs of the world, the Cincinnati's of the world, and then you give six at-largers. That's a good idea. Well done there. Again, can't come quick enough for me. College football. I mean, I was in and out of the games. I can't watch Clemson, Georgia Tech, the Florida State. Everybody wanted Brian Kelly to lose in my neck of the woods because of the Notre Dame departure. Fair enough. Bo Nix is unwatchable. Poor Sean got a lousy game there with uh, Todd Blackledge. And Notre Dame and Ohio State. I mean, no, Ohio State kind of, you know, warm out in the fourth quarter and the Notre Dame offense is, you know, just not that good. Uh, that's as simple as that. We look forward to college football, Gary, a little bit later on. Uh, obviously, Serena, that was a hell of a match there on Friday night. Uh, you know, I didn't have any problems with the way she played. I thought if she had, you know, played more tennis in the last year, played a few more matches, maybe she'd be a little less rusty. I mean, a little more erratic. Uh, what's going to bother her, even though it's her last match and now she goes into retirement. Uh, and I don't think it's any way she's going to come back and continue. I don't care what Mary Jo Fernandez asks her on the court. You know, they're trying to leave the door open. I don't know why you asked that question in that spot. Anyway, to make a long story short, uh, you know, uh, held a 4-0 lead in the second set and had to work hard uh, to win the set seven set. I had a 5-3 lead in the first set and had to win a tiebreak. That's number one. And then in the, uh, uh, oh, she lost a tiebreak, as it turns out. Then in the second set, she had a 4-0 lead. No, 
Five oh five three in the first set, and she lost four straight games. Second set, she had a four four zero lead, and she had to win a tiebreak. And then in the third set, she won her first game and lost basically five six games in a row. Very fitting that she saved five match points. Thrilling match. Give that other kid, Tomjanovic, a tremendous amount of credit to have all that poise, to have the whole place root against you. And she did a hell of a job. And then she won yesterday, which may or two days ago, it makes it even better. She stamped the win with another one, so you like to see that. You handle herself well post-match. Now, a lot of people that I was with all weekend, and these are, you know, these are tennis people, did not like the Serena handshake and thought that Serena was a little... You know, it didn't really pay any attention to her conquered opponent. Barely mentioned her, and she said, and she was a little uh, aloof on that. I'm going to give her a break. You know, she lost and everything else. I heard a lot of people complain to me. Chris, can you do a little better job at the handshake line and at least acknowledge the fact that the other kid is playing in a tough scenario with the whole place against you? I understand that, but, you know, I'll give Serena a little pass. The fawning of Serena, uh, I'm th- it's over, thank God. I-, I was It was a little rough to take. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you love her. That's print. That's on the air. I mean, it's it was the fans, it was a little, it was a little rough to take. It, it was a little rough. I mean, she was gone for a year, folks. I mean, it wasn't like she'd been playing every single match for the last 12 months. She basically parachuted out of the sky to play four matches in 13 months. Oh, I mean, I was, it was a little rough. And all of a sudden, PMAX got uh, Conchita Martinez as one of the all-time greats, as he mentioned there on uh, Hall of Fame and everything else. Uh, I'm sure I hear from him now on Friday. Anyway, uh, as we have some fun there, all right? And then Nadal, yes, he played a lousy match. I'm not taking anything away from Tiafu, who everybody tells me is a tremendous guy. But uh, Nadal, nine double faults. Uh, return of serve is terrible. He said it himself. Nadal did not play well. Uh, you know, I guess he's due one. Um, you know, he had a great win in the French. Uh, had a great win in Australia, beating Medvedev. And, of course, the same thing goes uh, there. He wins the French Open. He played well against Fritz before he had to depart. But he's only played one match in basically two and a half months. He did not play great in his tournament. He lost to one match he played prior to it in Cincinnati. And he did not play well yesterday. Give uh, to uh, Tiafu all the credit in the world. Did a great job with his first serve and his forehand. I don't want to take anything away from him. And it was a feel-good story but Nadal did not play good did not play well that's the worst I've seen Nadal play in a big stage in a long time I mean he was not good it got to be fair you, you got to evaluate this fairly you know part of it is the fact you know I know Tiafo won and we can go bow down and have fun like Savannah Guthrie did today which told me nuts on the Today Show she had never heard of Ta- Tiafo until about five minutes ago but that drove me crazy but uh, that that match was more lost by Nadal than won by Tiafo if you're going to be fair if you want to and the, to conclude last night at 2.23 in the morning without Carez against Chilich is the dumbest thing in the world I mean it's a Tuesday it's a Monday night. Everybody's got to go back to work after a long weekend. And here is the U.S. Open playing a round of 16. And they started it at 1040 at night. And they ended it last night at 223 in the morning. I mean, there is a scheduling problem. And don't tell me the West Coast. I don't want to hear it. There is a scheduling problem when you finish a men's round of 16 on theoretically a weeknight at 230 a.m. All right. That, and you started at 11. That's a little rough. Got to be fair. If you want a final that's going to have a little buzz to it, it's Alcaraz against Curios. If you want a final with a Sunday buzz, that's the best match you can give me on Sunday. And we can go crazy now on Coco Goff. Judge is going to hit 61 for the Yankees. That's all there is to it. 
Uh, he's he's only seven away. He's going to get seven or eight more home runs. And the Yankees are awful. They have nobody in that lineup. Judge somehow. And if anybody sits there and says, I'll vote for Otani with the MVP and need your head examined. Uh, the the Angels are thirty under five hundred. I don't care how I don't care what Otani does. He got eleven wins and he's hit thirty homers. Big deal. I mean, I'm not trying to knock Otani. He won the MVP last year. I mean, Judge has got fifty four home runs and he's got one hundred and ten RBIs, hitting three hundred on a Yankee team that has collapsed except for him. I mean, how in the world could you sit there and tell me uh, that Judge is not the MVP in the American League? And, of course, the Mets and Braves is something we're going to keep an eye on. Atlanta does not lose. Mets will start the day at one out. It was 85 and sunny yesterday in Pittsburgh, but at 10 a.m. they canceled the game, thinking there might be a quick sell popping through Pittsburgh coming in from Grand Rapids. The sell never came. The game was rained out, and Atlanta was thrilled. Harder to win two games in one day than it is to win one game in succession. Atlanta will go to Oakland. Mets will play the Pirates this week. Doubleheader tomorrow. Remember the key there. If you end up in second place in the NL East, this is the baseball story in the month of September. Besides Judge with Maris, and he is the single-season home run king, Roger is. If you want the baseball story in the month of September, this is it. If you don't win the NL East, you play a best-of-three wild card, Dodgers second round. If you win the NL East, you take six days off, and for the Mets with DeGrom and Scherzer, that's huge. And then only get the and then get the Dodgers in a seven game series, which is easier. In the third round, not the second. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from three to six p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty two. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.